Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Let's go to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in John Costco with Pro Football Focus. What up? What's happening? What's happening, G. Bush? Hey, man, we good, man. We are good, man. Uh, we, we back at it. The Browns, I'll tell you what. Let, I want to go a little – I want to go a little – uh, a, a little bit uh, further, you know, one of the big things that we talked about is the, the trade. We've been talking about this, this hypothetical trade and, you know, I've been on blogs and I've done, you know, vlogs and different live, uh, you know, uh, streams talking about why the Browns um, would not trade for uh, Aaron Rodgers. First of all, let me ask you this um, in terms of what Aaron Rodgers is, you know, you know, obviously we know where he is all time, right? But when you talk about skill set, when you talk about what he is able to do at the age of 38, where do you where do you have Aaron Rodgers it, it just based on skill level um, in terms of the 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 rest of the league and the quarterbacks? I'd say he's top two, top three still in the NFL right now. And, and that's based on what we were able to see last year in his MVP season. Um, he had. He looked better than he had at any point in his career, and that's talking about in you know 2011 when he had an amazing year, um, you know won the Super Bowl previous year, in the peak of his prime, um, he looked just as good if not better last year when he won the MVP and deservedly so. And um, he still has the, the incredible arm strength that he has, and he his accuracy that had been kind of waning over the past couple of years, um, mainly because of injuries, in my opinion. Um, that came back, and uh, he, he was decisive with the ball, and, and he was really comfortable in that system for, for sure that, you know, uh, would be a similar system in, in Cleveland if, you know, in the hypothetical situation that he were traded to Cleveland. So um, he still is a, a top two, three quarterback, you know, with Patrick Mahomes probably, probably, you know, ahead of him in terms of just the skill set currently that he has just because he's younger. But, yeah, he, he, he is up, still up there at, at least right now. Okay, so so we building we're we're building to something here, right? You know, people in Cleveland be outraged, they be going crazy. Um, sometimes you got to set it up a little bit. So we're just working our way to something. So let's talk about you know. So we've established Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He he's probably one or two as far as his skill set. Still got the arm strength. Still making good decisions. Um, all time great. Now let's talk about this. At the end of the year. You know, at the, we talk about it. We break it down um, from first half, second half, right? Uh, we look at a lot of weather games for Baker Mayfield uh, where it was just, you know, blizzards, snowstorms, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes. 
Um, we look at a couple of those games where some of the numbers were down. We look at, you know, uh, getting acclimated into what Stefanski wanted to do. But moving the last eight games of the year, going into the playoffs, even throughout the playoffs, where would you have Baker Mayfield's performance compared to some of the top guys like a Rodgers or, or Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady? In the last eight games of the year, Baker played well. We want to figure out how well he played and where would you put him at in comparison to, to the top QBs in the league the last eight games? So I can just tell you from from the first pitch for a game after that game, so starting with the Cincinnati game through the rest of the season and into the playoffs, Baker Mayfield was the second-highest-graded quarterback in the NFL passing grade, uh, 91.8. Uh, the only guy that was better than him was Aaron Rodgers. So uh, once he got acclimated to Kevin Stefanski's offense and got comfortable with that and basically, you know, had a, finally had a stable coaching situation, uh, he was performing at a top two level in the NFL from that point on. All right. See, look, look, we working towards something here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not leading a witness, you know, and, you know, objection, your honor. I'm not leading a witness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me add, now, now let me throw this on, on top of you. This with the Cleveland, we, we talked about this last week a little bit. Um, when you talk about the roster, the Browns roster, um, and, and how good the roster is, how talented they are, and, and pro football focus has them rated pretty high. When you look at the Browns roster, legitimately, how many quarterbacks do you think, um, if they were put on the Cleveland Browns today, right, how many, how many, how many of those quarterbacks would take this team and could be legitimate playoff and Super Bowl contenders if they were to be on the Cleveland Browns? How many about how many quarterbacks are the starting quarterbacks in the, in the league do you think could possibly take the Browns that far with the roster they have currently? I think you, when you look at that, you're, you're probably looking at quarterbacks, you know, the elite quarterbacks. I think that's going to be consistently that throughout every single season in the NFL. If you don't have an elite quarterback, you're not going to make a deep playoff run and you're not going to get into the Super Bowl. So you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Russell Wilson, though we've not seen him be able to elevate a team and stuff like that. Um, so you're talking less than half a dozen. Okay, so you less than half a dozen, and, you, and so you know we're looking at those those three guys. Um, when when I when I put all of that data together, right, uh, the data that you you just gave me says. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's really good. Um, but when you look at the quarterback you guys have in the same system, he was pretty good, too, after, you know, he got acclimated. When you look at the roster, the roster is pretty good. There's more than one person that could take the Browns to a Super Bowl. There's, a, you know, less than half a dozen, but those guys are there. And then you would probably throw Baker Mayfield in there because you figure that if he's, he progresses – you know, and gets the team to a point where he's now more comfortable and he's able to do more things that he probably could take the team, uh, at least the Browns organization and most fans think he could take them to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. So that's maybe four guys um, right there. My point is, if you got all those things in your favor um, and you see that, um, why would people think that, you know, the, the, that Aaron Rodgers would be the only savior for the Browns? My premise is that, you know, what, what Aaron Rodgers can give you, 
you could get from Baker Mayfield too. Is that a stretch? Uh, am I projecting, or or do you do you think that Aaron Rodgers um, or Baker Mayfield um, can't this year deliver what what the ultimate goal is? That's AFC Championship game and possibly make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, based on based on what we've seen out of Baker Mayfield throughout his career, and that's including college. You know, he had the highest, you know, from a career standpoint, highest graded quarterback we've done in, at PFF. Um, he's had two of the highest graded single seasons that we've done at PFF in college. He came in a, as a rookie, had the second highest graded rookie season we've ever seen from, in the NFL. And we've been doing that since 2006. Um, so, and then he came, you know, he had a down year and he, he had a regression, but he bounced back from that regression in a big way uh, as a top two quarterback in the NFL in terms of grade. So, Baker Mayfield absolutely can can lead this team, and it's a matter of him being able to sustain that excellence that he had uh, post you know week six last year and through the playoffs. And if he's able to do that, and now he has a better supporting cast, the the Browns should should legitimately be a Super Bowl contender next year, especially with the roster they have. It, it all falls on Baker Mayfield's shoulders to con- maintain the the play he has. But you're talking about from that point on, he had the lowest turnover worthy percentage, so he had the fewest number of turnover-worthy throws that he was putting out in the field in the NFL from that point on. Uh, one of the highest big-time throw rates. He just protected the ball, was putting it in the a, in a proper spots, making big plays. I, I don't really know what, how much more you want from the guy, except for to maybe to, to deliver a little bit more in those playoffs. But he's still playing extremely good with a, with a roster that isn't as nearly as good as it is right now, You know, especially when you're without OBJ and a, a defense that was really porous. So they've shored up on that one on that back end. They've added speed. They're getting OBJ back. Baker Mayfield should have another excellent year and, and take them into that deep playoff run with those Super Bowl aspirations. Ah, see, this is what I'm talking about. That's the way you, you know, guys, you got to debunk things the, the scientific way. You just can't get emotional. You see, that was easy. You just bring a guy on who looks at the tape. He tells you the numbers and you just ask him some questions. And he's like, well, listen, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is good, but you guys have a pretty good quarterback here, too. Um, yeah, Browns are pretty much not interested in that. And, and I think Baker Mayfield can win at the highest level the same way Aaron Rodgers can. Look at that. That wasn't that hard. Look at that, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not hard, is it? I mean, you're you'd be shelling out. What is it? Double the, the, the cap number to get Aaron Rodgers in and and you're you're mortgaging the future essentially for a, a, a two two three year run you know would you love to have Aaron Rodgers sure of course he's he's a he's an excellent quarterback but you know he's only been to one Super Bowl you know and, and he's had some really good rosters there sure they they haven't maybe they haven't built them ideally what people think they should be but he's he's had he's had chances and he's only been to one Super Bowl I, I totally agree. Uh, talking to John Costco on the uh, North Holmes at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, talking about the, you know, we talked about how loaded this this roster is. We talked a lot about the defense, right? And, and rightfully so. They could have up to nine new starters defensively. Uh, could see a, a different scheme. Could see them doing some things that, uh, you know, would, would shut down or trying to stop Lamar Jackson, trying to do something to stop Josh Allen or, 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 or uh, or Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so. There's a lot of changes over there and a lot of new faces coming back over there. But we haven't talked offense in a while. And for me, um, 
you know, the offense, I think, is going to go through a metamorphosis as well. Um, it's going to be uh, a, something a little different in the second year of, of Kevin Stefanski. Um, what do you think is going to be, you know, the new addition or, or, or some of the new things that you were able to see from year uh, one in Kevin Stefanski to year two that you may be able to see where you say, okay, Maybe we add a deep threat in Schwartz. How how is that gonna look? Uh, are, are we going to run more out of shotgun? Is that a new look? Uh, or would it, would, are we gonna throw more bubble screams, tunnel screams? Are we gonna be more vertical? What do you think the evolution of this offense is compared to last year? To give him what they've done to upgrade their roster. Yeah, I think they're, you're going to see more shotgun um, because Baker Mayfield is, is comfortable from the shotgun, and I know a lot of people put out there that. He can only play from under center with a play-action boot and, and whatnot. But, you know, you look at throughout the, the progress of the season, they they moved into a more shotgun-oriented offense as the season progressed. They didn't only do that. They still mixed it up with, you know, with him being under center and, and, and whatnot. But he, he was moving his offense in the direction of mixing things up and keeping the, the defense off balance. So a lot of times early in the season, he's – you're only doing play action from under center where you rarely were doing it early on in the season out of shotgun as the season progressed, especially in the last five, six games of the season, they were using a lot of play action from shotgun, which threw, threw teams off and which is a good, you know, you're not expecting, Hey, a, a run from, from shotgun as well. They would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do play action from shotgun. So they moved towards that. Um, so doing more of that will just keep defenses more off balance. So you're going to see things where last year at, in, they didn't do a lot of jet sweeps, mainly because they didn't have the talent to be able to do the jet sweeps. They didn't have the speed. So you're going to see that from Anthony Schwartz. You're going to see that more from OBJ. I know we saw some of those trick plays against the Cowboys where he had the obviously the 50-plus the yard run for the touchdown to pretty much ice the game. But you're going to see that, that type of stuff because uh, they have the talent back on the field now, and especially with the speed when you talk about OBJ and Schwartz both being on the field. So I think you're going to see some of those, those jet sweeps uh, the trickery that's going to come along with it, playing more from shotgun, mixing things up. So you're just going to, the defense is not really going to know what's coming at them at any given moment. Um, one of the things that Baker Mayfield does extremely well is throwing throwing from first and second down. Um, one of the highest graded quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, once he got, you know, the post, post Pittsburgh game when throwing on early down. So that's another thing that leads to offensive success. And you're, I'm, I, more than likely going to see something like that going going forward in, in 2021. You know, when you look at this offense, um, w- there's a lot of people um, who have to have a good year or want to have a good year. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield is on his last year of his contract. Uh, you have uh, Nick Chubb who wants a new deal. You got Jarvis and Odell who, you know, make a lot of money and people are saying that they're going to be split up pretty much one or the other might be gone next year. Eagle David and Joku, you look at, uh, you, you look at Teller. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, Tack McKinley, one-year deal, Anthony Walker, Jadavian Clowney. Um, the list goes on. Greedy Williams coming back from injury. Uh, and, and him, you know, draft them drafting a, a first round cornerback out of those one year guys. Hollywood Higgins is another guy out of those one year, one year guys who who or guys who have something to prove. It's hard to project. But who do you think out of those guys has the biggest year to kind of who will we be sitting back saying, well, we thought we could replace him with somebody else. But wow, he had a crazy year. We might actually have to keep him. 
which one of the guys um, that is in that, that I guess, predicament um, is poised to have a pretty good year? Uh, well, I was going to say, um, you know, Jadavian Clowney until you threw in the curveball there of like, well, maybe we could replace them. But like a Jadavian Clowney on a one-year deal, um, I think everybody knows, you know, who, what, the type of player that he, he is. But where he isn't shown up in his stats are his sack numbers. And I think he's going to have a big year just because of the fact that he's going to be opposite Miles Garrett. He's going to have a, a really talented defense around him, which he's had – in parts of his career with, you know, J.J. Watt and those Texans teams early in his career where he didn't have as much attention, even though he was a first overall pick. But I think he's a guy that's going to maybe surprise a lot of guy, uh, people with just probably the short, the sure tackle numbers, so, um, or the sack numbers. So I think he's a guy that Browns fans at the end of the year are going to really, really hate to see go just because of the fact he's, you know, he might, he might have double-digit sacks and, uh, you know, be Cam Manning a, a you know big co- contract after the end of the year, which the Browns won't be able to match. So I'm I'm going to go with him, even though you said that Browns fans might not see a big year coming from him. But even though we we probably see it coming, but they're going to at the end of the year, Browns fans are going to be sad to see him go because he's going to have a big year, mainly because of everything else around him. Maybe not so much that he's improved so much as a pass rusher, but uh, it, it, because of everything else that you know, Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley. Um, all the guys that are inside that are going to be rushing the passer, he's going to pick up some of those sacks, and he's going to have probably a, a career year when it comes to sack numbers. And um, Browns fans are going to be sad to see him go because you're also talking about an excellent run defender too. Yeah, that's see, that's the tough thing, and, and I'm trying to I'm trying to set it up a little bit because you know there's other guys out there. I'm, I'm looking at you know, and, and another thing, another guy that I'm really interested in really quickly, Denzel Ward. Um, I'm looking at his number, right, and and they're giving Jalen Ramsey twenty million, you know, almost twenty million dollars guaranteed. Um, they're giving uh, Humphreys a, a lot of money guaranteed in Baltimore, and I'm looking at a lot of guys who are actually, I, I would say, not as good as is uh, Denzel Ward, but are making a boatload of money. Um, what are your What is your thought if he has a Pro Bowl year? Is he going to demand top five money, 17, 18, 19 million dollars a year? And if so, are the Browns prepared to do that? So if he can stay healthy for a full now 17 games in a year and plus the playoffs, um, he will definitely command high, high money for sure, because he is he is a you're talking about a top a former top five pick in the, in the draft and the fact that he's played extremely well when he is healthy. So if he can stay healthy for a full year and then have another year where he's just good, as we've always seen, he will command a top five type contract at that cornerback position. The Browns are going to want to keep Denzel Ward because a they did pick up his fifth year option, so they do have him on on for at least another two years. You know, this year in 2022, so they won't have to let him go just yet because of that fifth year option, um, and it is a fully guaranteed fifth year option. So. They, he's going to be on that on the team, but I think the Browns do want to keep him because if he's, if, especially if he can stay healthy, he is one of the most talented cornerbacks in the NFL um, in coverage, and and that is an extremely valuable thing to have on your team. And and there's a reason why the the you know Andrew Barry went out this year and did a lot to shore up that coverage unit because it is that important. And so I think they will try to keep him, even if he doesn't have a, a top. You know, you know, say he's he only plays 13, 14 games because of injury, and but he still plays ex- the way we've always seen him play. They're going to still want to keep him. They just might give him a little bit of a discount. But the thing is, he's that good that you still want to keep him on your team. 
All right, man, John, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you again next week, man. My pleasure, G. Bush. You have a great rest of your weekend.